You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, you did your uh, tight end rankings oh, yeah, yeah. for uh, Pro Football Network. Uh, your top 25 entering the 2021 season. Obviously, this does not include any rookies. All right, that's just the rules. Kyle Pitts yeah. would have been on there, just like Najee would have been on my running back list. Yeah. Uh, we went over my wide receiver ranks. They went live today. Running backs went live the other day. Of course, Twitter's... All a, a, a flood, or about you know. Of course, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. and uh, Tennessee radio stations have already reached out to me to have me on for my running back because <laughs> I had Derrick Henry four or five. He wasn't one, but my point is, tight ends are a little different. A little to different animal here. I mean, I left a lot of good receivers off the list. Tight ends were hard to get to twenty five. Yeah, you were scraping some part time part time player right, type guys right. here. So number twenty five, you have Jared Cook of the Chargers. He'll be he'll be replacing Hunter Henry. Yeah, a different kind of player than Henry to he some is. degree. Jared Cook is is very much like Eric Ebron in that you don't kind of ask him to do a lot of blocking. Yeah, and when I originally did the list, I had those two right next to each other. Spoiler alert: Ebron's going to be on here. But then I started looking into Cook, and he didn't get much in free agency. He's older than I thought. Yeah, he's up and there, he's starting to play that way. Um, and even in, in New Orleans, Adam Troutman started to overtake that job late in the year, too. Cook's had a pretty good career. He is what he is. He's a big slot like Ebron, but the end is near. And that's just a state. I mean, 20, coming up with 25 tight ends wasn't easy. I've told you my Jared Cook story, right? I don't think In so. Green Bay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the same day as you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I went to interview for a job with the Packers, uh, I guess, five years ago now. Okay. And... Um, I'm on my. I'm sitting in the airport in Minneapolis, waiting to fly to Green Bay. Obviously, our our flight to Green Bay was much smaller than the one to Minneapolis. <laughs> not an easy place to fly into. Yeah. And I see that there's there's a guy sitting. You know, the the seats are back to back at the at the airport. I'm sitting there, and a guy like two seats down with his back to me, and I hear him talking NFL stuff, and I'm like, interesting. And I saw. And he's six five. And he's big. And I'm like, oh, he's got. A, he's obviously he's a player. He's fit. I didn't. You know, I never had met Jared Cook before. So we get on the plane. We fly into to, uh, Green Bay, and um, I don't know if it's Green Bay International Airport. It's, it's, very, it's a very small airport. My hunch, yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is going off to their cars, and and, and, and uh, it's so, me and him walking over to see where the concierge is, who's picking us up at the uh, okay. airport. And we started chatting a little bit, and he's going to one hotel, and I'm going to another one. They Obviously, they put the players up in a better hotel. I bet, yeah, better accommodations um, than you. So I, we've, so I I go to bed. I get up in the morning. I got to go over and and and, uh, and meet with people at you the like stadium. A interview, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Meeting with people at the stadium, and, and meanwhile, overnight news news had broken that, and I'd found out that he was Jared Cook. Okay. I uh, news had broken that the Packers were signing Jared Cook, 
and then we ran into each other in the hallways as they're showing him around. They're showing me around. And, hey, how you doing, you, man? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's I knew Jared Cook was right? signing with the Packers before it happened. Interesting. Uh, but and you were right next to him. Again, that's five years ago. That, he was like 28 then. Yeah, I think he's like 34-ish, something yeah. like that now. And what's funny, now that you bring that up, he's been on a lot of teams since then. Yeah, he's, he's, bounced, he's around bounced around a bit. around quite a bit, and you know, we're seeing it again. Yeah. Uh, 24, you have O.J. Howard of Tampa Bay. I just really liked him, and before he got hurt, very small sample size. Gronk was just getting his feet under him. Howard was getting the most snaps and most action out of those three tight ends, including Brait. He's the most athletic one. He's the, the most athletic. I yeah. mean, he was a former first-round pick and is qualified to be athletically. He's had a rocky start, but a lot of tight ends did. In most positions, he wouldn't be in the top 25, but... I, I think he could have a better second half of his career than first half of his career. As we said, you know, it often takes tight ends until age 27, 28 to kind of mm-hmm. hit their stride. Well, he's hit, he's entering that era, area and, of his career. And to be honest, like, he's due to be a free agent after this year. I thought, if I'm the Steelers, I mean, before the Friermuth pick, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be interested in buying at him at that price, you know? Yeah. Number 23 is another guy in that same vein except he's older than people think because he played baseball first that's Hayden Hurst with the Falcons yeah, right like he was 26 when he came into the league exactly and you know they just traded a second round pick for him he had a decent year that was one year ago they've obviously drafted Kyle Pitts who's going to go right past they him didn't pick up his fifth year option didn't pick because up his of that option uh there's been even rumors that maybe they would even deal him at this point I don't know if that's going to happen or that's not that's tough to not pick up you, you think that would they trade a second round pick second round pick second round pick for him and then you don't pick up the option two years out of him yeah. you know and and he's going to be a backup for one of them or some degree he's not a bad player it, it's just I think he is what it is at this stage of his career yeah 22 is the aforementioned Adam Troutman I like him a lot a lot of it's what's in front of him I try not to speculate too much on these lists of what they're going to become, but he was a really good blocker, too, as a rookie, which is very rare, and he runs well. Limited sample size, but New Orleans had all kinds of cap problems, but didn't hesitate to let Coke leave yeah. and go to this guy. 21 is Ebron. Yeah, we've talked to him. Steeler death. fans yeah, would right. probably, a lot of Steeler fans, from what I've seen, it would disagree with that. Uh, they wanted him released. They want him cut. He stinks. He's this. He's that. He's a weapon, folks. Don't look at the TE next to his name. Right, right. And yeah. a lot of these guys are. We're gonna. So is Travis Kelsey. I mean, so is a right. lot of the guys that are better than than Ebron, in my opinion. But it doesn't mean he doesn't have value. Yeah. I mean, he's not Mark Bruner. No, he's not Heath Miller. He's not. Right, right. You know, but he's a You know, he's a, a receiving tight end. Yes. Don't and, ask him to do things that he can't do. And I'm not even implying that his blocking's okay. It's bad. But the the bar for tight end blocking to even be average now is much lower than it even was five ten years ago. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number twenty, the great Mo Ali Cox. At least according to Pro Football Focus, they who, love him. They had they had him as a second team All Pro last year. <laughs> right. I think he's an interesting player. Uh, he's a really long, lean, you know, uh, improving player. Gives us all as a blocker. I mean, I don't think he's anywhere close to a Pro Bowl conversation, don't get me wrong, but in most positions, a player like that doesn't make the top 25, but he's all right. 19 is Cole Komet uh, with the Bears. A lot like Troutman to me. I mean, it's hard to judge young guys, but I think he's ascending. For some reason, Jimmy Graham's still in his way, which I don't quite understand. 
But I like Komet coming out of school. He was first end in, tight end taken a year ago. Not a first rounder, but sort of Fryermuthish. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, this yeah. is this is kind of what you're hoping for with with Pat Fryermuth. That when you're yeah. talking in the, about this list next year, he's somewhere in that teens area. Yeah, right. Showed something as a rookie. There's a lot of promise here. You see the skills. Understand why he was drafted. Why why where he was. Yeah, he's a, he's a good ascending player. Eighteen is Austin Hooper with the Browns. I don't think they're getting their money out of them. Yeah. And, you know, they even had Njoku and the rookie Hunter. Uh, what's his name? Hunter, I don't know, Bryant. Hunter Bryant, yeah. They both played a Too lot. Too many Hunters. Almost, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Um, and Hooper's okay. He's just not worth the money. I'm not He's not worth $11 million. Dollars, yeah. No, I can see him being a cap casualty after the year. Like they're paying their tight ends a lot, like $15 million this year. For average play. And Hooper's, Hooper's 18th on this list. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could make an argument he should be 15th, but he's not a difference maker. Yeah. I don't and know. We kind of laughed at it when they made yeah. the move. I don't know if you can rank him ahead of any of these guys above him because the next guy on the list is Robert Tonyan. In a much and, better year than Hooper. Yeah. I mean, he had 11 touchdown catches last year. Now yeah. he's playing with, with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But I if mean, you watched him did. play, I mean, he, yeah. he, he was a legit weapon. I mean, him and Aaron Jones were basically the number two you know, receiving options in that passing game behind Adams. Um, is he a special player? No. Uh, I mean, I would hope even a Friar Muth will go past where Tanyan is now. But he had a really good year, and I'm and not going to ignore show it. good hands. I yeah, mean, right, you know, right. He's catches the ball. Yeah. He can run pretty well. 16 is Irv Smith. I'm a fan. Uh, I think he's an ascending player as well. Uh, sort of like the Saints. They, they, like, they let Kyle Rudolph walk for a reason. Yeah. They didn't hesitate at all to move on from Rudolph and trust this guy. He came in the league really young, good plus athlete, will block more than you think from he's not the Ebron mold entirely. Um, you know, I, I, I like him too. 15, Gerald Everett with the Seahawks. I think that's an underrated pickup in free agency. Yeah. They've needed somebody like him. They throw to the tight end. Wilson wants to yeah. and likes to. Um, Everett and Higby sort of canceled each other out a little bit with the Rams. Both to me are starting caliber guys, and I think both of them best are your best footballs yet to come because the other one's out of the way. Yeah, the uh, fourteen you have the aforementioned Higby. Yeah, yeah, and again, and I boy, think two years ago, the last six games of the year, he, went he looked insane. He looked like the next Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, and we didn't <laughs> think that was going to keep up, but he's capable. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't a two-game sample size. And Matthew was... Stafford will throw to the tight end. Oh yeah, without question. Uh, so I think both those guys are set up to be apart from each other. Um, good receivers, not great players, but you know, high quality tight ends. Thirteen, you have Rob Gronkowski, and that had to be to a tough one to, to yeah. where to put him because he's not a full time player anymore. No, and I went to Pro Football Focus and went and you know found some of their stats and some of their snap counts. He pass blocked a lot last year. I mean, for tight ends, he still does that yeah. anymore, and he's great at it. Uh, he played really well in the Super Bowl. I mean, I think he picks his spots at this point. He ain't what he used to be, but he's still no fun to play against. 12 is another tough one to rank. You have Evan Ingram here. Yeah. Uh, I know Steeler fans were were frustrated with Ebron last mm-hmm. year. Giants fans are three years of frustration with Evan Ingram at this point. Yeah, if you just look at his stat sheet, it's not bad. You look at his combine and you're blown away. He has a little bit of Ebron to him, to your point, of being the victim of where he was drafted. You know, yeah. if he was a second-round pick, people are like, oh, he's a pretty good tight end. But he's yeah. first, so it's not quite good enough. He's frustrating, but he could blow up at any game or any season. Uh, I'm curious what his market will be after the year. 11, 
the former quarterback, Logan Thomas of Washington. I think pretty darn he had good. He a really good year last year. Yeah, really yeah. good year. I mean, uh, he's found his niche. Uh, I would bet his production dips a little with three good receivers there now. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably he was essentially the number two receiver yeah, there last right. year. Yeah, right, with McLaurin. They were hurting yeah. for guys. 110 targets. They had Samuel. They added Deonami Brown. But obviously the conversion of tight end has been highly successful. Ten is another big receiving tight end. Mike Kosicki. He's also in the – he doesn't block – He doesn't block anybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, Fryermuth is not like him. They were both detached a lot at Penn State, but Fryermuth is a lot more apt to put somebody on their back or at least engage. Kosicki's a big slot all day long. You could see why he was really good at volleyball. I mean, as a, a go up and get it guy, yeah, he's long, point, he's long, yeah. you know, really good vertical things like that. But he is what I mean, he ain't blocking anybody. Nine is Johnu Smith. I think I have and Hunter eight Henry is and eight is about. Hunter Henry. This is kind of a Browns like situation in yeah. that you paid these guys a lot of money, a lot of money, and you're not getting the number one. Like you no, didn't, no, right. you, you're not you're not paying here for Kittle. You're not paying for Kelsey. No, you're a lot of. You're paying mo- these guys more than what Kittle or Kelsey are making. Combined, right? Your Com- tight end room is yeah. expensive. And I don't know that you're going to get like I think people are going to be. I, I don't know that Patriots fans will be disappointed because I think they will help them make them a better team. Agreed. But I don't know that it's going to be you know had they spent that money on t- on, on a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of these guys. I think they'd have been much happier. I do, too. Uh, I assume this just screams we're going to live in 12 personnel. You know, I mean, you're not going to have – they're not going to rotate in and out if you're spending this kind of money yeah. on these guys. Um, it does kind of feel like a, a Hooper a little bit as you're buying high in terms of what you're paying these guys. I like both players. I really like Jonu Smith after the catch. Henry's injury history really worries me, but he did stay healthy last year. Maybe they're fluky things. Uh I don't want either one in fantasy, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, and but I think they will make the the Patriots a better team. But they're more compliments to an outside receiver, you right? Know I mean? Yeah. I wish they had one more piece there to really get the most out of these guys. Yeah. It's not Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. It's not. It's no, not. it's it's not that situation. Yeah. And they're and they don't have they don't have the outside receiver who is going to command no the safety over the top that's going to. There's be a lot Free of them up, in the yeah. The field. There's be a lot of single coverage on the outside. I mean, Gronk and Hernandez were maybe the two best tight ends in the league at that point. Yeah, these guys are what eight and nine or nine and ten, something yeah. like that. You know, number seven is Noah Fant. I didn't love him coming out of school. I thought he was, you know, sort of a combine warrior, straight line ish. I like him more and more. You know, they get him on like crossing routes after the catch. His speed, he can run, up. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see him. We've had this conversation a lot about Denver with a, a quarterback that would get the most out of a tight end. But he won't block anybody. Not so much. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's not what you're looking there, for here. But he's yeah. not good at it, no. Yeah. Most of these guys don't. Six is Dallas Goddard. I think he's a star. I, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see the numbers. I mean, they uh, Ertz is, is there. I don't know if he still will be. It broke my heart when he went in the second round. I thought the Steelers could grab this guy three, four years ago or whatever. I really think the best is yet to come. I think he's an exceptional blocker. Um, never really been in a feature situation, though. Yeah. I mean, he's he's what you're looking for if you're looking for that. He and Kittle are the, are the combo guys yeah, that you yeah, look yeah, at. Yeah. So, oh, these guys can both. Any era, they would have been really good. They can catch it, and they can they can block. I and mean, if Fryermuth turns into Goddard, Steeler fans would be really happy. Oh, yeah. 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 And probably people don't look at Goddard that way. Uh, five is Mark Andrews. I might actually have Goddard ahead of him. 
Just as an all-around player. Yeah. There's a couple knocks on Andrews is he doesn't play that many snaps. He's not a full-time player. Day. Like, yeah. they have to have another tight end yeah. to to supplement him because he's always he's always on the injury list. I mean, he's their, he's their best receiver over yeah. the Lamar era and most productive, but still only plays like two-thirds of the snaps. He's an okay blocker, and they – you know how they move their tight ends around, and he'll get yeah. angles and things like that. But he's not powerful. Um, I think he's a very good receiver and a very productive one, and Lamar trusts him. But I don't think he's a special receiver. I'm not sure he's better than Gasecki as a receiver. You know, yeah. stretching the field, go get the football after the catch. He I mean, just gets more targets. Good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I don't know that he's a difference maker though. Uh, at four, you have T.J. Hawkinson. I think he's a star too. Yeah, and really showed it. Still uh, 24. Still 24. I mean. Really good combine, and you see that, and he runs well, and he's physical, and any era would be a top tight end. Not in that top tier. These these next three are ultra-productive. I don't know if Hawkinson can get there, but, boy, I'd like him on my football team. At three, you have Darren Waller. It's such an interesting story. Yeah. Came in the league as a receiver. Um, alcohol problems are well noted. Got his crap together, and... Uh, Gruden is phenomenal. Going back to Jared Cook conversation we started with of scheming up tight ends, he's a mismatch. He's super productive. Good for him. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I just think, wow. What Speaking a great of story. that, did you see that the Giants signed Kelvin Benjamin as a tight end? As a tight end. I guess it's worth a shot. Yeah. I and mean, again, tight ends don't block anybody. No. I mean, yeah. They really don't. If they just get in the way of a somebody mm-hmm. in the secondary to. Yeah. You know, and don't if ask the defense him to, treats him yeah. like a tight end, but he's really a big receiver. <laughs> don't ask him to crack down on the on the lineman no, or anything like that. He's but. not going to get inside hands on a big linebacker and <laughs> push him out or anything like that. But we'll see. I mean, it's worth the risk. It's better than signing Tebow. And then the top two are pretty obvious. You have yeah. Kittle two and Kelsey one. That I could easily be the other way around. Nine out of ten times I would take Kittle over Kelsey. But I think when it came down to it, Kittle's durability and injury concerns. It's a, it's, it's a concern. It's a couple of years now, and Kelsey's coming off like the best history, best you know, tight end year in history. I, I think that's hard to ignore. Kelsey's the, you know, if you look through this list, um, a lot of these guys on this list have been nicked up at one time or another in their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey has not. It's been like five years of dominance. Yeah, and I think it's ridiculous. Part of that, I mean. We've talked about it in the past. I think the tight end position, uh, you're catching so many balls in traffic over the middle. Mm-hmm. You're taking big hits from linebackers and safeties. And, he gets a ton of targets. You know, I mean, and then you're blocking a, you know, if you're blocking a lineman or a linebacker on a you know, a play, yeah. there's, there's just more instances. There's a physicality to it. Yeah, yeah, there's more instances where they can get hurt. Kelsey has, has been the outlier in that. He has been. I mean, I hate to get ahead of myself, but I think he's – Maybe surpassed Tony Gonzalez as best chief tight end ever. I mean, and if I, he's surpassed Gonzalez as chief best, high up he's on the list. Yeah, he's he's yeah. I mean, he's got Super Bowls. Just career achievements are really really strong right now. Um, I thought he was the most important fantasy player in the league last year because he's so much different than the other tight ends. He's actually like Gonzalez. He's actually gotten a little better as a blocker. It's never going to be his forte, but yeah. you take a little more pride in it late in your career. And some of those guys did that: Gates and Witten and Gonzo and those dudes. But He's a nightmare to play against. Do you, do you worry that he, he's going to turn 32 soon? Yeah. That he's going to start to slip a little bit? Probably, but I mentioned those guys and Heath Miller and tight ends fade away slow because they're yeah. smart and they understand where to sit down in zones. But and, with him, the thing that has separated him for so long is his down-the-field speed. Those long strides yeah. and get him in space. You know, I think he'll lose those things, but that doesn't mean he won't be 
a valuable asset. You won't see him averaging 14 yards a catch or anything like that, though, right. anymore. It's going right. to be, you know, 10. Um, I, I get back to Kittle, though. I think we had this conversation before the season started because a lot of people in different avenues asked me, who's the best offensive player in the league that's not a quarterback? And I said Kittle in, in a Gronk-like manner. Like McCaffrey was coming off an awesome year. Michael Thomas was phenomenal. But Kittle presents more than anyone on this list that Gronk mismatch of, okay, you're going to play base personnel, then I'm going to run past you. And he'll beat you up. Yeah, if you're going to be lighter, I'm going to block like crazy in the Shanahan system and put people on their back. There's no answer for those type of tight ends, and they're very rare. And it's why I think Gronk is really like the best offensive player I've seen in the last 10 years. And that's kind of the expectation for Pitts. Yeah, I think down the road, like if we're having this conversation next year, I would expect Pitts to be somewhere in that top four. I would too. I mean, you're talking about the highest drafted tight end in history, right? And he will block. I mean, he's yeah. not going to be a Gronk Kittle blocker, but, but he'll he embarrass you in the opening. Like, right? He's going to be more receiver versatile than either one of those guys. I mean, yeah. with all respect to Gronk and Kittle, who run very well and to me are outstanding rare players. Pitts is going to be a better route runner. He's going to beat press man coverage versus corners. Like, he beat up on J.C. Horn in man-to-man coverage at the college level. Like, there's no answer for him as a receiver. And I think that that off, that Atlanta offense should do a pretty good job of, you know, putting him in the right spot. Um, when this is released, are Eagles fans going to give you – For no Ertz. For no Ertz on the list. I think he's in their doghouse now. I, I thought about it. Boy, he's had a good career. Um I think some team will pick him up, the Colts or somebody like that, and he'll maybe he fades away slowly too. But I thought he was a liability on the. I field mean, we saw Jason year. Witten leave the broadcast booth. Yeah, go to the Raiders and go to the Raiders, and not that he was a, he was a part time player for mm-hmm. the Raiders, but he was a part time player for the Raiders. Part time player for the, yeah, make after a taking million bucks, yeah, after taking a year off, we've seen Gronk right. take a year off and come back and, yeah. and, be, and be effective at that position. It's a good question because I did think maybe I should just put Ertz at twenty five so he's on the list. You know, show that I understand. Tip of the cap for the yeah. right, <laughs> and he might get back to that. And I'm sure injuries had some kind of factor in it. Like if the Steelers picked, if he gets cut and the Steelers picked him up, I would say okay. You know, if you're going to pay him league minimum for a year, he might be productive. You know, I wouldn't hesitate. I'm not going to criticize any team that picks him up. His his tape last year was rough though. Yeah, he, yeah. he just doesn't run well. Doesn't run. He never all. did. He never did run well. Yeah, he was peppered with targets. Mm-hmm. Smart though, and understands all the all the tricks of the trade, and I'm going to sit down in this zone and all that. But I, I hesitated too. I mean. Some some of the can't miss guys were or, or just miss guys were like Ferkser, you know. Like yeah. there, it, it, it was. It's a tough Blake position Darwin, to fill. I know? mean, I, I think Steeler fans may have an understanding of that now. Yeah, right. You know, after the, the Steelers have, have, not that they you know used a lot of high picks on these guys, but, but they've taken some bites. At the but apple, you you, you know? see every year like what was it, two years ago, three years ago now, it was a deep tight end class. Mm-hmm. And they kept every every time the Steelers pick would come up, there'd be a run of tight ends. Three or four would go off the board right before they picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they ended up with Zach Gentry in the fifth round, and he was the next guy up. Yeah, and even a, di- a deep tight end class means there's five of them. Yeah, you know, and, and there's still ten teams that need them. And you know, we talked to Labs last segment, and I know he's not a huge fan of investing in tight ends as a role, and. You know, he, he was talking along the lines of this is a position that's in vogue right now. I think a lot of it's coaching. I mean, if your coach is not good at scheming this position up, 
you know, friend of the show, Mike Sando, calls tight ends the, the queen on the chessboard. But if the guy holding the chess pieces isn't real good at using the queen, then it's not. Got to know, got to know which way she moves. Right. Yeah. Can't just be forward, backwards, or yeah. sideways. You can, you're sideways. You can go. You can use all these things and yeah. dominate the board. And Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid know how to do that. Gruden knows how to do that. But I don't know if. Waller, but it also helps to have that guy. You have to have that guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, if Pitts would have went to the wrong team or if Waller was on a team that didn't utilize that position, they wouldn't be the same. Well, maybe Pitts would, but you know, <laughs> Waller wouldn't have rejuvenated his career on just any team. It's it's kind of a catch-22. I mean, you can see why teams would say, I don't want to invest in this position because I draft one, it takes them three years to get good, and then i got to pay them when they finally do, and i got one good year out of them. And it takes a premium pick usually to hit on those guys, Howards and Ingrams and the Jokus. Yeah. They had I mean, if you look pick. down that list of guys that you had on there, there aren't many fifth-rounders. No. Like Kittle yeah. is. Kittle yeah, is. He's, and, he's an outlier. Yeah. But that was because Iowa had you know five of those guys, and yeah. they, they always do. Super productive. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's an odd position to invest in. You know, like the Steelers go get Vance McDonald on the cheap when he was 26, 27-ish. And yeah. like, I know what he is. He's good enough. I don't have to worry about it for a while. That's not so bad. Yeah, I agree. You know? But uh... let's keep it on the tight end conversation. I mean, I, I think Ebron's going to be a big part of this passing game. I think his snaps might decrease this year, not by a ton. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know that he has to be out there all the time. Going back to the conversation we had with Labs, he even mentioned receivers blocking in the passing game. Right. Uh, Ebron fits that bill too. I mean, if you only have five offensive linemen, three receivers, Ebron, you're not getting enough help blocking you yeah. know and they don't have to be great but the claypools and jujus have to be above average as receivers and i like ebron he's on my list but i think his snaps need to be 50 percent, 60 percent, somewhere in that range as yeah. much yeah like you know if you want to have him on the field you know and on on passing downs mm-hmm. fine without question um, and even some first and ten i mean he's yeah not just a specialty player right no he's not uh, you want to put him on the field in the red zone. He's Absolutely. a weapon in the red zone. Yep. Uh, which is the way Indianapolis kind of used him. Yep. You know, but he can't be your primary guy. No, he caught a lot of touchdowns in Indy. Um, it wouldn't break my heart if you see him trot off the field on second and five, and out comes Joe Haig. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, the, the defense better adjust to that. They better yeah. not keep the same personnel out there. Yeah. And so you're going to grind some meat. That. Or he trots off and here comes, you know, Watt at fullback, you know, some of those type of things. So, you know, it's not even just a fryer move thing, but I think Ebron would be better in a little bit smaller dosage. And I, and I think they have a much better idea of that now after having yeah. been with them for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's what you can and can't ask him to do. And some of these tight ends, we talked about Jared Cook, Ebron's starting to fall in this conversation. They bounce around teams pretty quickly because I think sometimes people get a – and I don't think the Steelers did this, but get an inflated – Oh, I'm going to turn him into a blocker, and, yeah. and you finally realize this is who he is. This is there's a reason why blocker. he's not a blocker. Yeah. There's a reason he's not a blocker. That's not who he is. He's a slot receiver. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, that's the way he'll be utilized this year, and and we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, mm-hmm. certainly, um, I believe that tight end position is is one that is changing. Oh, um, quickly, quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, that. You know, the, the the combo tight ends are a thing of the past. I mean, right? They're, they're like. Pure blocking fullbacks. I've been asked a million times, does Fryer Muth remind, remind you of Heath Miller? Yeah, but it uh, it's the 2021 version. You know, yeah. like, again, the bar for blocking for these guys is lower. 
And I think Fryermuth can get to where Heath was, relatively speaking. You know, if you watch both their tapes, Heath always going to be a better blocker than Fryermuth. Yeah. Know, even eight years from now, if he's a Pro Bowl or two, but you don't need as much. You know. Yeah. And so, I think there's a comparison there, but it's a little bit of a too easy comparison. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little too convenient. Yeah, I mean, just they, they both have a T next to their name. And, <laughs> right, you know, right. that's that's the way it goes. But uh, that is there going go. to do it for our show today. So for Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht uh, here on site, keeping us on the air and making sure we hit the time limit, uh, <laughs> I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>